always sit here and both of us play the drums. <laughs> right. We're actually going to bring some drums in one day and just do that instead of playing the recorded version. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of For the Love of Dog. My name is Steve McLean, co-founder of The Little Red Dog. And as usual, I'm here with Gary Newcomb, our dog trainer, our dog savant, our dog wizard, overall good guy. Dog Gary. savant? Yeah. I've never gotten that one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I would. I eat dog whisperer. You know, I thought I would. Oh, yeah, that guy. High that, functioning. Guy. that guy's good, but you're better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the, as, as usual, the first part of our show strictly deals with dog behavior, and hopefully, um, you picked up some tips through the years. Today, uh, we're kind of it's it's more about having a little bit of fun, and you know, every, as dog uh, owners, uh, you know, whatever breed that you love, it doesn't matter if your dog's a mutt. You know, or Doberman, or a, a pity of some sort. No one cares. Well, sometimes a lot of people do care. Yeah. But we all think that our dogs are, you know, intelligent and lovable and all that. And we always like to debate, you know, who's the smarter breed. Maybe you uh, might remember a couple of episodes back. We actually had some scientific data that they kind of proved by brain volume who was the who was the smarter dog. And to everyone's chagrin, it was the Chihuahua. Um, there's been a lot of controversy about that, but yeah, that was fixed by Chihuahua people. <laughs> Nigel, Nigel <laughs> yeah. came in with that. He sign. seems like a mastermind who would be behind something like that. He is. He is. Um, anyway, um, we're going to kind of beef up on that a little bit and bring you some even more uh, knowledge on measuring dogs' intelligence. And Gary is going to whip us up some some uh, some details. Some on that. dogs in the news. Some dogs in the news or nude dogs. No, not dogs <laughs> in a nude. They still have their fur coats on. They're humans in uh, fur coats, remember? That's right. When they're not humans in fur coats. <laughs> what do you got for us, Gare? So this one is out of the country of Hungary. Hungarian researchers at a university I cannot pronounce have... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. The can o- spell it. <laughs> o- E-O-T-V-O-S. And there's so many symbols over these letters. Yeah. What are the, what's the... Oh, Sam, what's the, what, what's the O with the two dots over it? What's that? What is, is that what that's called? Um, the, oh, yeah, that, that helps me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so at the O E O T V O S L O R A N D, I'll say Lorand. M O U S E Mickey. Mouse. <laughs> yes, University. Mickey Mouse. They uh, have had started a genius dog challenge. Okay, all right, I love it. So they are going to people all over the world and trying to get them to submit videos of their dogs and how they uh, react to naming toys. Whether they can oh. re- retain the names of toys that you give to them into long-term memory. Okay. So it's two parts. It's how fast your dog can do it. Right. How many? Actually, it's a few parts. How many it can do, and whether or not they retain it to long-term memory. Can you okay. bring it back long time later, a month later, right. and they still re- lock it in? Right. So. So they- well, let me ask you a question. Sorry, on the long-term one, is it like okay, we're going to teach you this? And then we're not going to talk about it for three or four days, and then we're going to do it again? We're not going to talk about that one, but we're going to throw another 19 toys at you Okay. Oh, nice. And oh, then, so it really is a good a good test. Yes. Okay. So they're hitting them right. with, you know, the top end is, I think that they said that there was 20, they could remember 28, uh, they're required to know 28 uh, toys by name was hmm. the uh, bottom uh, bar that they set to get into the study. Okay. Uh, several dogs were... Uh, recognize more than a hundred. Get out of town. You could literally toys. Yes, you Jesus. could literally have a hundred toys in the room next door. Tell Nige go get the purple dinosaur. 
go get you know go get Barry. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, did they open this up to everyone in the world, or was yes. it strictly hung- hungry? No, nope. no, nope. okay. it's all over the world. So the they most the six gifted dogs they found were Max from Hungary, Gaia from Brazil, Neilani from the Netherlands, Squall from Florida. Florida. I know. Florida dog <laughs> got in there. Oh, that's suspect. That's and suspect. Whiskey from Norway and Rico from Spain. Okay, so unfortunately almost... we don't get breed information on what all those are. All right, but... that's okay. So I, I, lo- I love the fact that it's all over the world. So nice. yes, they nice. definitely went all over the but world. But I'm sorry, Florida. I'm suspect on Florida. I know. Come on, come on. I know. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to alienate our Florida viewers. Did, did so. uh, well, I was going to make a, a bad taste joke? I won't make that yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, reel that one back. What's yet. going on in Florida? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> So um, other notable skills that these dogs displayed included learning up to 12 new toy names per week and retain them into long-term memory. Wow, that's crazy. So our studies reveal that not all that not only are some of the dogs gifted in the ability to learn object names, but others are not, but also that these gifted dogs can learn new names very rapidly, some of them after only hearing the toy name four times. And they didn't give them any breed information, huh? No. Interesting. It's, Did I, they have any, like, video of any of the dogs? Uh, They do, but I didn't actually watch that. I was just, I was just wondering if they showed, and the winner is... Yeah, they have guy. it on uh, Twitter. Twitter. Go, go look it up on Twitter. Maybe The doctor maybe behind Sam. it is Andrea Somese. S-O-M-M-E-S-E. P-H-D. Nice. <laughs> maybe Sam can find that way. You're Let's finishing. Uh, okay. We're not worried about it. Yeah. They're dogs. They're dogs. They're all dogs. Well, I remember, um, on the news, like four, four or five months ago, it was a, it was a border collie. Yeah. And, the, yeah, and they the, had that room full of toys. And all the toys dig, on the other side of the couch. Yeah, he could dig yeah, it yeah, out, yeah. the one that he wanted. Right. Yeah. And no. she would say, she would say, bring out, you know, Billy or the fish or yes. whatever. And that dog was on it. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, it's funny because sometimes um, it kind of brings me to what I want to talk about with Tank. You know, I don't think I mentioned that Tank and PJ were on a, in a commercial. Did I tell you about I, this? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we talked about the show. Somewhere, but I don't yes. think we talked about the show. And so I think th- what what always fascinates okay. me about, you know, you're, you're done, right? With yeah. The, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, what fascinates me about dog owners, because I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy that's going to work on tree on uh tricks yes i mean every once in a while maybe but not really um and it was what, what what i found very interesting because like once i really got into dog ownership um i didn't really see the need to teach any of my dogs tricks because i was always too busy trying to teach them to be um have some manners yeah and not keep obedience in line all yeah, the way around yeah then you just kept adding more dogs that also makes it harder. oh my god don't get me started on that <laughs> So uh, I had by by the way I had very little to do with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the boss the boss wants the boss gets. Yes. Um, anyway, my point is, um, Tank, who is you know I know you're not supposed to have any favorites, but everyone knows I have four dogs. If you're in our program at all, everyone knows my favorite dog is Tank. 
Um, in fact, I'm probably so bad at it that all the other dogs know that my favorite dog is Tank. <laughs> Even though I try to be equal. No, Tank is the only one you have a voice for. Yeah. When you talk in Tank, when you talk for Tank, he has his own voice. Everybody else you just talk for. Well, them. that's fair. But the but in my defense, I had a great voice for Nigel and no one wanted to go with it. I thought, to me, Nigel has like an English accent. I was thinking that. Yeah, when you I said think, it, I was thinking. Yeah, I think. He probably got a British accent kind I of on I the evil it. side. Yeah, I thought I nailed it. But uh, but no one no one no, no one in the fan well Mackenzie backed me up on it but PJ didn't like it anyway again the boss the boss didn't yeah, like yeah you can't even give the dog accents <laughs> if she doesn't approve <laughs> so anyway um, so proud of PJ and Tank because they were we were there for uh, five maybe at least five hours we were there and it wasn't just video we had to do um, uh, video two video shoots. Uh, and one uh, 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 photo shoot. Photo, yeah. yeah. And so Tank was on uh, three different sets in five hours. Yeah. Well, that's a lot for a human beings. Yes. And on top of that, he was around Countless all kinds dogs. of dogs. Yeah, big dogs, bad dogs, little dogs. Uh, you know, dogs that wouldn't shut up. Yes. And, it, you know, as good as Tank is, it was still making me a little nervous. But anyway, he was awesome. Of the the staff, the director, the producer, everyone there, where they were so sweet, and they treated Tank and PJ like they were the only people on earth. Just really cool. sweet, and I'm sure they did it for everybody. Uh, but you know, I'd like to think that Tank's special. Yeah. But having having said that, so we're near the end. We're near the end, and again, I'm just having a great time. And um, and again, it was the only time I've been around that industry where everyone was super sweet. Yeah, and I think it's probably that is a rarity. It was. I mean, you know, normally when I've been on sets, which is very rare, um, people are kind of crappy and. Oh yeah, you know. now my kid had an agent when he was young, and we did went and did, you did all that, that tour. Yeah, and it they're was, shitty. Yeah, they're shitty. Um. Uh, anyway, so but not Sam. <laughs> Sam's yeah. amazing. Yes. <laughs> Sam and Koji are amazing. Yes, you need to hire them. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm I'm having a great time. I'm I'm very prideful and very like I've just had a great day. Great day. And the the assistant producer came up to me. Um and they kind of for whatever reason they kind of took me more as Tank's trainer than than PJ's husband or whatever. <laughs> and he comes to me and goes, "Hey, you know, we like Tank so much. We we really want to use him in this other commercial that we're thinking about uh doing. Um would you guys be interested?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, of course. This has been a fun time. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you." And of course, I'm just you know thinking yeah. and patting myself on yeah. the back, you know, and all that. That's bullshit. my boy. Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> and so, um, so <laughs> this is the fun part. It gets back to what we're talking about. So the producer asked me, "What what tricks does he know?" <laughs> and it's funny because it's been such a long time since my brain would would think that way, and my brain would think that way before I had a dog. Yeah. You know, because when I was, uh, before I had a dog and you saw a dog do tricks, you it was so have, much fun. Yeah, you don't have a measurement for what makes a good dog. Yes, So a exactly. good dog is the circus dog who will yes. stand on hinds and do yes. circles and, yes. well, that dog is really well trained. Yes. Not necessarily the staffy who will sit, you know, across right. from a chihuahua that's barking and at that's it ferociously. What, and that's what I'm getting at. So I said, and for everyone that doesn't know Tank, Tank is an American Staffshire Terrier, Amstaff for short. The, the quintessential pit bull, and he does look like if, if you're oh, he's scared built like a tank. Yeah, if you're scared <laughs> of if you're scared of the breed, he is the quintessential look of I will literally rip your throat out if you look at me sideways. Now to me, 
and to Gary and to people that have been around dogs for a long time. He he's is, a big he's dopey handsome. lover. <laughs> he's super handsome. He's very lovable. He wouldn't hurt you if you had two T-bone steaks around your face. He, yes. he loves people. So anyway, so when the producer asked me this question about what tricks does he know, I literally laughed and said, I taught him not to kill people. Yeah, that's a good trick. <laughs> so the guy, the guy kind of looked at me sideways and I started laughing. So he kind of laughed. I go, I'm sorry, dude. I just, I just want my dogs to have good manners. You know, and like to what you just said. Yeah. He was around chihuahuas. He was around yeah. dogs that were so Reacting shitty. Reacting to and, him. Yeah. And, you know, I can't, I, you know, PJ and I don't get all the credit. He's older. He's been around his shit a long time. He knows it's no big deal. Had I, could I have taken him to this commercial? Uh, how long have we had him? Eight years ago? Nine years ago? No. Yeah. No. He he did not have the mindset. Um, but to PJ, to our credit, you know, we did work with him. Um, I think that had he not met PJ and I, oh, yeah, he I mean, would still be good. But. The structure versus not structure yeah. definitely has some shaping effect. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I think you know he's you know he's been he's been around uh, Nigel, his little brother, for a long time. And and you know Nigel's the quintessential yeah. Chihuahua. He learns to put up with some shit. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure, for sure. But um, you know. I, the point that I'm trying to make, Gary and I love articles like that, like the tricks and, and dog intelligence. I totally love it. I totally appreciate it. I, I applaud anyone that takes the extra time to teach their dog anything. I mean, I but, wouldn't do it for Huntington, obviously. Right. I, I mean, honestly, I think that Huntington is remedial. After you've had a border collie like I did Lucas. <laughs> well, you had such a smart, great he dog. He was a genius dog. And yeah. for him, I did teach him tricks. I mean, and I did teach Huntington tricks. Huntington can ride a skateboard. I taught him a bunch of stupid stuff. He does shake and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, when you have a border collie, they're a wet sponge. That They're a dry sponge. It's just looking to soak up stuff. So yeah. I could teach Lucas a new trick in an hour. So he had a ton of stuff that he would do. Right. Right. But yes, what I would consider his best trick was that he was my canine training assistant. Oh, yeah. He could walk and, with and other dogs who were reactive. And, and, and we missed that. Yes. I know. I know you miss him way more, but yeah. that was one thing that the that our company, our organization missed. And now we now we get by on whatever yeah, dog. Yeah, we find the, the best dog in the pack. And yeah. Okay. Come here, the, you. Come you've been here. promoted. <laughs> <laughs> this is your job for a week. Yeah. Before you get adopted, my friend. Um, anyway, I just want to, to bring the point home that the tricks, things like that, are kind of the icing on the cake. It's fun. Uh, it, it's, it passes some time. It, and it does uh, force the dog to use its brain, which makes a dog tired, which is good. Yeah. But, you know, don't be too hard on the, on, on your dog's spot if it doesn't work out. Just you know, hang with it. Yeah. But, your uh, dog's not tank. He's probably not going to have a commercial. No. No. <laughs> no. And we're still waiting for that second call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he got shelved. Yeah, well, I guess maybe when I said I taught him not to kill people, maybe you yeah, know, I was only joking, by the way, but maybe he thought <laughs> I was serious. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we totally appreciate it. We cannot save dogs without your support, so please, 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 please go to the littlereddog.org, adopt, foster, log on, get some training. If you need some training, we do that. Also, please donate again, the littlereddog.org. We appreciate you guys. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Gary. For sure. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Steve with The Little Red Dog. Thanks so much for listening to The Love of Dog Podcast. Please subscribe. If you're listening, please rate us and let us know if we're doing horribly or awesome. We need that feedback. Also, when you do subscribe to YouTube, you'll get an alert for our virtual adoption events. 
We need your input. We need you to watch and support our cause. Thank you so much. We're on a mission from dog. Take care, everybody. Nice job. Yeah. Hey man, I'm still looking for those lyrics for our song, man. No one's no one's emailing. Come on, if you want some lyrics, littlereddog.org. Come on, we've got please. it. We've got a really we great guest. We got it. We got it. We got okay, a great guest sorry, sorry. PJ studio. is so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back, everybody. I have uh, PJ in studio, and PJ has a very very special guest for us. PJ, please introduce our next guest. Um, welcome to Tiana Isaac. Uh, this is somebody that I actually know personally. Um, and I am very excited that she is going to be on the show today. She is beautiful. She's smart. She is um, very talented. And normally I hate women like that. Just kidding. I really don't. I really don't. But I can't hate her because she's so sweet and I really, I really adore her. So thank you so much for being here. We're so glad. Well, thanks, PJ. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, of course. Of course. Well, no, be, well before excited. PJ jumps in, I just want to tell everyone that the reason why we're doing this is we had such a, a good response to the uh, pet bereavement. Uh, people had so many questions afterwards. Uh, PJ had a really good idea. And so throwing it back to PJ. So um, in addition, again, to being very talented, she's a great marketer. What I, I didn't know, and even though I worked with her for um, a long time, Uh, that she's also an author um, and she's about to launch her third book, I think next month. And, um, and again, I didn't know. And so I was like, whoa. So I thought it was really interesting and it was on the topic of grief. And um, even though we talked about pet bereavement, as Steve said, the other thing is, is that we all lose people and it's, it's tough. And I don't don't think most people really understand it sometimes that what people are going through at the time until it happens to you. Right. So Tiana, you lost your dad at a very young age, and um, you've written some books to help you and others cope with it, right? Is that... Right. Okay. So uh, have you always journaled or written? I think you said it's it's sort of, you know, your thing. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so totally. Uh, My whole entire life, like even before my dad passed, I've always been like the diary kind of person, like even all my middle school dramas and diaries and like everything (laughs) that's happening... Like the day to day, I always was a diary person, but after my dad passed when I was 16, my grandma gifted me like a really, really nice diary that was like, it was like, it has crystals and it had like a lot of Christianity, like Christian quotes and Bible verses in it. So it was kind of her way of saying like, write this down, like how you're feeling and what you're going through throughout this. So I really appreciate that. Like the fact that she gave me that because I wrote every single from the moment it happened, like I have thing like how I felt the next day written down and I know a lot of people don't have that like they just like I don't remember how I felt the next day or (laughs) the next week or how the next week looks so I wrote down every single day every single emotion I went through like if it was bad if it was good days like everything so I've, I've always kept a diary or a journal I even still do now like every single year I'll buy a new one just to write down my days and like a lot to see what happened this time last year this time two years ago so I've I love writing down anything like always feel like super big on writing and my dad was big on writing too he wrote down like all his goals so he made sure to write down whatever my goals like if you have it written then that's how you accomplish them like that's what he tried to teach us so I'm super big on like writing anything down that's awesome I'm a, I'm a little afraid that I might be in one of her diaries but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we'll move on Under B 
No, you know, and, and, and yeah, probably a big B. Um, no, you know, I, I mean, I lost both my parents when I was younger, not as young as you. Um, and I know personally that losing somebody is very hard. Um, and, you know, you were very young. So I know that the writing helped you, but tell us about your journey and how and how the books and, and just journaling did help you with that. Yeah, I, I was 16 years old. Like, I can just get into the whole story. Sure. So yeah. my... My parents, like, I mean, my dad, he passed at, like, 42. So wow, and so, so it was completely unexpected. He was just, like, a healthy man. He was just strong, like, super big, super tall, like, a, just a healthy man. So, yeah, I woke up, and there was a fireman who opened my door, and I didn't, like, I didn't, it didn't register at all, so I just sat there still and, like, shocked. So I just didn't even question why there was a random stranger in the room, like, I didn't even think about it and then like maybe 10 minutes go by and then my mom comes in but she's not frantic and she's not screaming and crying like she's crying but she's not frantic which I really like appreciated from her side especially hearing her side of the story like she made sure to gather herself before coming and talking to us which you know like she made sure to stay calm and she came and she like hugged us and she told us what happened and she just you know we all we were just shocked like we didn't even we didn't know what to do but there was nothing like we didn't see any of the ambulance we didn't see him we didn't see anything everything was gone by the time she came and talked to us mm -hmm. so i really do appreciate that for her like what she did for us as a like she made sure that we weren't traumatized like we didn't see anything so horrible like so i really do think that that was that was a great fast thinking on her end and it was crazy like i think that it was just unexpected and a lot of the days we just sat there and we didn't do much and then my journey kind of like i didn't I went off to Texas because my mom, we, we had the funeral in Texas where everybody's from. And so my mom just got us to Texas, got the funeral. She did the whole thing really fast. Like it all happened in days. Like it was so fast. It moved really quick and everything was so well organized. Like it was no issues, no big problems, nothing. And I spoke at the funeral because I was the only one of the siblings that was able to speak at the funeral. Everybody else was saying they couldn't do it. And so I'm the only one, and I'm the youngest of the four, <laughs> but I spoke at the funeral and everybody was like, you know, I'm, I spoke on behalf of the siblings and it was interesting. But then I went back, I stayed in Texas a little bit too long. <laughs> so then I got, fell behind, I fell behind in like school because I was in high school. And so I fell behind in school. And by the time I came back, I was so far behind that the catching up was just not working. So I had to go to continuation school. And I went to the continuation school behind my high school so that I could have enough credits to graduate on time the next year. So then I would be an actual senior. Otherwise, I would have had to repeat. So then I just did all my t continuation school, made it to there. So it was a big deal. Like I graduated high school right on time. Everything was fine. Like it was crazy because I didn't expect to. And then I went to college right after that. And I was the first person and all my siblings to go to college, like in my whole family to go to college. And I, ever since then, I've just been on the journey of like, self-discovery and like using that to like push myself and doing a lot of writing and like encouraging kids and I do a lot of like grief counseling and like helping other people that are going through anything because a lot of my grief kind of I, I look to help like I look to read other books and I've read like I've read so many grief books or memoirs or things that people are going through I've read a book called Black Widow I'm not a widow like I just read things <laughs> sure. just to help me sure. like in that way and it gives me a better understanding of what my mom went through and how she felt so 
it's been a long journey and I think it's still a journey. I don't think you get over grief at any point. Like it's been nine years and someone could say something and I'll just break down crying. Like it's still like hard, but I think just finding something that makes you happy and you're passionate about, and that's going to change the world and that you use your grief to do that, to do better. Well, I definitely would know that your dad is, is proud of you because you are an amazing uh, woman. Uh, so Thanks. that is not a surprise. And I'm getting, I guess, I'm, I'm guessing that you get the, you're, you're tall. You're really tall. So I guess you get that from your dad. So yes. Yeah. My mom's tall too. Like we're just a, it's a tall, family. tall family. Nice. Yeah. I wish I was in that family. Um, yeah. You know, I want to, I want to talk about if I can, I'm ask you, or just actually, I just want to make a statement. How amazing of your mom to yeah. be that strong the same to do that. Because that just that almost choked me up to, to have to go through that herself, but also try to yeah. make it less painful if you can't even do that for your kids. That that's pretty amazing. So Yeah. No, and I her. didn't under I didn't even understand what she did for us until this year. Like because I never asked her what happened during those times. So when I was writing the book, I had to there's a segment entitled Widow to Widow in the book. And so just her giving her feedback, like her tips and like what happened to her. And she explained it from like the second that he started, like not looking like himself in the bed because he, he passed away in the bed with her. Mm. And like she explained the whole thing and how she went to the kitchen and she was pacing and trying to bring him back to life and like mm. stuff that I just, I didn't know that happened, but she went through so much. And even her fact that she had survivor's remorse, I had no idea <laughs> until this year. Right. And so she's like, oh, why didn't it be me? Why wasn't it me? Like, he's this and he, he had dreamed of the future. And she's like, she's a day to day person, like not a future person. And he was he thought big picture long term. And she's not like that. And so she's like, it's not fair. Like, I'm day to day and he's future. So it's just it, it's a lot. And I really do. Like, I learned to really appreciate her this year because she did so much like I don't even I can't even imagine doing half the things she did because our life didn't change like you know, in the movies, like when the dad passes, we lose the house and everybody just right. stops. We just go, right. everybody's broke now. And it's right. just like, no, we lived the exact same life. Like we had the same amount of like food in the fridge and we had the same apartment. Like it was a four bedroom apartment. We still stayed in there, even though there was only two of us left. Like right. she made sure to keep it the same as much as she could. Well, the main... What an amazing w- woman. It, very. And the main point of the show really is... Um, how lead, good lead, what are good leaders and your mom you just described it she was calm she was confident thought of others yeah yeah that's pretty amazing you know um, so if anybody's interested you can go to her website it's her name and we'll put it up here um, tianaisaac.com she just launched her website so t- that it's amazing it looks great so tell us a little bit about that about the website. Yeah, so my website is basically just where you could find like resources I write a blog once a week of just like different topics that I can, like, most of my blog topics come from T.D. Jakes, like, whatever his, I listen to him in the morning, so in the mornings, like, if it, if it resonated, I'll write something about it, so once a week, I'll just post it, what I wrote, so it's just supposed to be, like, a healing resources, you could find my books there, and you could, like, get to know me, or if you want to talk to me, or, like, you have questions for me, anything, like, it's, it's an open platform where I take comments, anything, so it's, it's basically supposed to be for healing, and i have a lot of downloadable resources on there for anyone going through any kind of mental health issues or dealing with grief. So I like it. I think it looks really good. It's been, it's been helpful even just for me. 
No, it, it, it does. It looks amazing. I mean, when you said you did it yourself, I was like, whoa, that's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, and it is very helpful. There's a lot of on there, are a lot of things on there. There's a lot of quotes from other authors. Um, Maya Angelou, you quote her, which she's one of my favorite authors. And you know, obviously she went through a very difficult life as well. Um, yes. Different, but, but, but also difficult. And um, I, I had not heard this uh, quote. Um, I think, let me get it right. I'm going to read it. So as soon as healing takes place, go out and heal somebody else. So mm-hmm. is she an inspiration to you? And, and why why that quote? Yeah, I think that she definitely is an inspiration to me. Her One of the biggest things that I ever got from her, and I'm not going to quote it word for word, but I know she said something like this, where it was kind of like, like, there's like, you need to share your story. Like, that was her thing. Like, you have to share your story, basically. Like, there's no, you have, that's what you add to the world is your story. I was scared to tell people, like, even when I would meet someone, I wouldn't even say like, oh, this is what happened. Like, I'd be too scared to say like, what's going on with my dad? Or even like at work, like how you guys didn't know. Like, even people at work don't know. Like, they told me on Father's Day, like, co-workers were like, have a great weekend with your dad. And I didn't, I didn't say anything. Like, I just said, like, okay, I will. Like, but I'm not, you know, so I think she said to share your story and I need to work on that. But that's what this book is for. Like, I want to, that's why she's inspiration for me. It's like, I have to share this. I feel like it would be a disjustice to the world if I don't get this story out. Cause I know there's people that are going through similar things, especially like with family issues, like deep rooted family issues that came about after someone passes, like stuff just happens and like there's a lot of negative effects on the family circle and the family unit when someone dies especially the dad so I think it's important for like this story to be heard and when she said to heal yourself and then heal others that's a super big inspiration to me because that is what I'm doing now like it took me nine years to heal myself and it it took me nine years to get where I'm at now just to be okay like I'm not perfect I'm still not all the way healed I don't think you're ever going to get over grief I just think that I'm able to now manage it better than I could before like I don't yeah I don't want to harm myself or have to rely on crutches or anything like I think that that would help someone not have to go that path so and not have to do it take nine years like maybe it'll take them less time if I'm able to share my story Right. No, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. And, you know, you did, like, I, I was looking, um, um, obviously I went to your website and I did sign up for the blog and um, I got my blog post. I really just, just an aside, nothing to do with it, but I did, I love that when I did sign up for the blog, I got this very sweet, personalized message from you. And I really did feel like, oh, she just wrote that to me. And that, <laughs> and that was, that's really, um, that is pretty amazing because most people, you just get the kind of the, oh, blah, blah, blah. Thanks for joining my mailing list. And it wasn't like that. So it was very thoughtfully no. done. And I really appreciated that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I definitely am writing them by hand. So I'm, every single time I, I typed it myself. Oh, See, I told you she was awesome. amazing. She is amazing. Yeah. You know, you talk a little bit about mental health issues on the website. And I think, you know, that is such a hot topic right now. Um, you know, we hear about it and especially young people. I mean, Pandemic, yes, but even pre-pandemic, there's that mental health has been, and it's and it's one of those that you know, people talk about in hushed tones. They don't want to. Oh, I don't want to talk about mental health issues in my family, and I think everybody has them. So, and especially young people, it has been especially hard, at least a lot in the news. So, so talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I actually think that this new generation is like like the gym. What I don't even know what they're called, Gen Z they are super big and open about their mental health. Like they're, this is like the most I've heard about it. Like it's on TikTok and 
they're super big on it. I think that they've realized now, like they don't, they're not scared to say, Oh, I'm in therapy. I'm seeing a therapist. Like they're not scared of that, but the generations before that have been so like hush hush about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that it's, it's caused a lot of dark times. Like people just do stuff by themselves and they don't really share what they're going through. So I think now we're starting to be big on mental health and like, let's get our, like, let's go to therapy. They have therapy online. That's free. And let's talk like, like, let's do group meditations and, people are starting to pick it up better. But I think that, you know, mental health is a super big, it's a super hot topic. It's big. It's, it's real, especially pandemic times. Like everyone, I was, I was there, like everybody faced some kind of sadness because you're so lonely. And even when you have like the COVID, I think that you go through something so mental. Like I don't, I, I, my grandparents both caught at the same time and they would call me crying just because mm. they can't go outside. And they're just like, it, depressed them like it made sure. them so depressed so it's so weird that that's what it does but it it is like a really important time to focus on your mental health to really like get to know yourself and spend a lot of time with yourself because you have time right now like focus on healing yourself right and that and that and that can be whether it's grief or something else that's going on Anything. so i think yeah. it's very important okay um okay so you have um <laughs> i'm so stupid because i didn't even tell people the name of your book <laughs> Um, but why don't you tell me the name of your new book that's coming out, when it's coming out, and then I want to talk about the books you already have because i got some questions yes. on those. So my new book that's launching on November 11th is entitled Why I Had to Lose. Um, it is a book on myself, like my self-discovery journey through grief. Uh, that is, it's super personal. It's taken me nine years to write. It's a lot of, it's everything that's pulled and plucked from my diaries over nine years. And then I every single chapter I end it with like a like a like a tip or a trick or what I did that like just tips and like things that help people at the end of every chapter like even if it's a sad chapter it kind of always ends on a positive note so they don't they don't end just sad or none of them do very very cool um so the other two books and um I gave you those things I don't have so tell me about the other two books and and I'm gonna spoiler alert I know at least one of them is a coloring book and I have to ask why a coloring book so at start <laughs> yeah. out tell us about your books and then you could answer my question yeah so one's a coloring book and one's an adult activity book so the first is a coloring book that is kind of just it's really for children it's aimed at like building confidence for young girls because that's kind of what I've been working on. And that's who I've been working with in my like spare time and doing counseling. And my two nieces, I have two nieces that I'm like working, like I'm helping my sister with raising them. And they, I just think that confidence is like really like, I don't know, it's super important to me, especially for the young women. Yep. So it's just sure. a confidence booster. So it's kind of like the girls are writing every single day. Like I am brave. I am strong. I am like, so that's the basis of it. It's just like giving confident boosts for, young young girls and then the activity book is for like adults so it's kind of like a stress relief because i find that if i'm able to color if i'm like anxious or i'm having like a anxiety day or i just like to color and like draw but it also it's an activity book where i'll say like write down three things you're grateful for today or journal this or do this meditation so every single page has activities where that are like stress like reducing activities help with anxiety or depression and things like that. So it's, they're both, they're like coloring book and activity book. They're both pretty similar, but I definitely think that coloring and drawing and things like that help with anxiety. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's, that's such a, a brilliant idea. Actually, I would have never thought of that. And I echo that. And, and, you know, Steve has heard me say that because of our daughter. It's like, I, I always want, 
um, the young women to be confident and strong and believe in themselves because life will tear you down and you are the only person that's going to be the one that is going to take care of yourself. And that's, that's why you need to do that. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think I, I think I sort of you've sort of answered this, but I, I do want to give you this form. So why did you want to share this with the world? I mean, like you said, it's kind of hard sometimes to share that, you know, um, sometimes people feel sorry for you and you don't want that or some people will treat yeah. you differently. But what 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 made it so important for you to share that with the world? Um, I think it was important for me because. I started to consider the fact that it could help someone else. And like, even if it's super scary for me to share and I have to be vulnerable in this and, you know, I have to tell people about all the dark times and the negative things that happened with my family and it's embarrassing, but it's like, I feel like it could help someone else. And what really pushed me to really, really finish this book, cause I've been writing it for nine years. So it just recently is ready is because I was writing on the, I was finishing it up on like writing in my journal on my roof of my building. And then a woman came and we started talking and I got to know her. She was a complete stranger. And then like within maybe like an hour of talking, she was crying and she's like, Oh, I needed to hear this. Like I really needed this. Like she really needed it. And I felt like, Oh my goodness. Like this is it. Like this is why I'm here. This is why I'm writing this. It's like, this isn't just so that I could write a diary every single day for only myself to see. And a lot of my diary, I say that at the end, like, this is just for me. Like, this is just for myself. So the whole time I thought it was for me, but I think that now I've realized like, this is for someone else. Like, this is, this is to help somebody. Somebody needs this. So I think now I'm ready to share it and it's been long enough. I, I don't feel embarrassed as much as I used to, to be like, cause now I'm more confident in the, in a, the ability to say like, this is what I went through. This is what I faced. I was, I've had this. And it's even if they're embarrassing, I'm open with it. I could talk about it now more than ever. So I think now is the right time. That's awesome. Go ahead. Well, I I find it, um, first of all, you're so sweet. And I I think, yeah, I know. I wasn't (laughs) doubting you. (laughs) I find it interesting that you keep saying the word uh, embarrassed about something that happened to you that was, A, out of your control. In in some ways, it's, I mean, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, I'm a parent. I'm hoping that I do pass before my kids. I, I, why, why do you keep using, well, why do you think you use that word embarrassed? Yeah, I, it's, it's weird. It's a weird feeling, but when you're in high school and I went back to school, I was like embarrassed to say like where I was that whole time. Like I what see. Happened. I see. Like I went back and I had to say like, oh, you know, like this is what happened. My dad passed. And then now you are the girl whose dad died. Like, <laughs> I now see. in school, it's like, oh, her dad died, and it's going around, and everybody's talking about it, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's embarrassing in that sense. I see. And it's also, sometimes it's embarrassing to admit to your mental health problems that you face. Sure. Like, like with my situation, I also face, like, suicidal thoughts and things right. like that, and that was embarrassing and hard for me to even admit to myself. So for when I, I was able to and comfortable to admit it to other people, and now it's, like, to write that. it in a book that everyone's going to read is, I get that. you know, it is embarrassing, but it's, like, now you have to help because somebody's going through that alone in their room, and they're not telling anyone. Do you feel like once you, uh, you know, produced the books and published the books and got that information out there, did that help you feel more secure with your situation and you were able to have more confidence in sharing? Did that, yes, did that totally, come first? Yeah. It sounds like that came first. The books came first and then the confidence or was it the other yeah. way? Um, I think they kind of were neck and neck. Okay. Like I think now I was writing the book, but I was only writing it for myself. Mm. And now once I felt more confident with myself and I felt more secure in myself and I could 
share it with others. Like now I don't feel scared to say it. Like I remember it like when I, like I was in high school and I wrote this poem about my dad mm-hmm. and then I posted it on my Instagram and then I deleted it right then. Like oh. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not ready to share that what I'm going through. And it was a sad poem about my dad and like talking to God. And now it's on my website. It's at the bottom of my website. I yeah, that, that same poem. Yeah. So I was going to one... try to read it, but I thought I would probably start crying. So, <laughs> but somebody, sh- you should go to her website and read it. It's very sweet. Yeah. It's, it's on. And I wish I was so embarrassed of that poem that I didn't share it until now. And I wrote that in high school. So it's oh, crazy. Again, you were so young and it is so hard. Um, and you talked about the li- the book, Saving Your Life. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I get that. I, I get that why. And it's probably cathartic, even though you had to go through it. And, you know, nine or 10 years is a long time to have to go through that. Yeah. Um, just, you know, a crazy question, um, you know, because you self-published, which I think is inc- also incredibly, you know, a, a talented and wonderful thing to do. So if somebody's listening to our podcast, all 20 people who listen, um, <laughs> okay, we have more than that. Um, you know, are there any tips you can give for self-publishing? Just, you know, completely off this topic, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, it is hard. Like, I'm not even going to try to sugarcoat it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's it's not easy. It's, it's, it's an investment. Yeah. yeah, it's an investment. Like it's going to be, it's pricey and it's going to cost you, but it's like, and you have to learn a lot of things that you didn't even think about, like random things. Like you have to buy an ISBN number, which mm-hmm. is, that's like $300. Mm-hmm. You have to do your book cover and make sure that your book cover is marketable and the colors have to go along with certain marketable stuff. Like if it's black, then it means this. If it's green, then it means this. So you need right. to like do your research on colors that's and response and make sure that it's, going towards your target audience and it's it's a lot i mean you have to get it edited you have to get it formatted that's that's going to cost you so nothing nothing's free at all yeah and then you have to do all your marketing yourself and you know marketing is a whole beast in and of itself so it's like marketing is hard enough and doing your website and doing that yourself is it's a process and it's long and i think that my advice is to talk to someone who's done it before and I was met, I met with a woman before, like my friend, she actually published her own three books so far. And I talked to her about it. So she really was helpful in like processes and understanding legal things and what's happening. And, you know, when you have someone edit your book, you, they have to sign an NDA. And like, I wouldn't have never knew that. I would have just gave it up. Like, here's my book. Like they could, <laughs> steal, your, they could steal all your words and just rewrite it themselves, you know? Right. So right. Make, doing that, it's, it's make sure you do everything by the book. Because it, it definitely gets ugly. It definitely can. There's a possibility, but it's really fun too. Like it's you have all your creative rights. Like I'd rather that than have a publisher tell me I have to do this or I have to have this book cover. Or, I have to do this. Like right. I like that I picked my book cover. I picked my title. I picked everything about my book. It's something I made, so I feel like that's mine. Like you know, I feel like it's personal to me, and I prefer to do it that way. The only reason if that I would ever think about publishing is because of the whole marketing aspect. Like I just don't have the time. Like sometimes I don't have the time to give to building a marketing strategy for, I have a full-time job, you know? Sure. <laughs> I just sure. want to say that she does all of this and she's working full-time. So right. it makes so it even great. more um, amazing. It's, it's a lot. So it's like, that's the only thing that I would, if, if you don't, if you have time then do it, but I feel like if you don't, like it's hard, you're definitely going to have to have like hire a marketer, um, there's this thing called Upwork. And I don't know if anyone's familiar with this platform, but Upwork is great because you can get an editor on there. You can get a formatter. You can get a book cover artist. You could get anything on there. So mm. I use a lot of Upwork. 
Awesome. Cool. That's cool. Why I Had to Lose. Her book is coming out on November 11th. Please go to her website, tianaisaac.com. Um, lots of resources, um, amazing story, great quotes, uh, things. This is this is somebody that um, you need to watch because she is going places. I, I don't know. I, she's going to be somebody that everybody's going to hear about because she's, like I said, she's talented. She's smart, um, confident, beautiful, and I just adore her. So... Um, well, love you. Well, one, well, one thing <laughs> I want to say for anybody listening or watching, if anyone's listening to her story and thinking, "What the hell does this have to do with about uh, dogs?" Then you're not paying attention, right. and I'm serious about that. Yeah. On this show, we're constantly talking about what are good leaders. Mm-hmm. Good leaders have to take care of themselves first. What did she just tell us? Yeah. She had to feel good about herself before she could help others. Yeah. If you aren't good here, you're not going to be able to help a dog. Uh, a human, <laughs> anything. So I want everyone to take that away. And then on top of that, her story about her mom and, mm-hmm. and the confidence and the calmness, obviously, you know... It, she comes from good stuff. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and, and the fruit didn't drop very far from the tree. She, I don't know her as well as PJ, but the one thing that I love is that she is confident. I would follow her if she said, hey, dumbass old man, you need to go this way. Like, okay, show me the way, man. This is this is what we're constantly talking about. This is good leadership, confidence, and calm. Anyway, it's great to have you on the show. It was great to have you on the show. If you go to her website, like I said, tianaisaac.com, and you can sign up for her blog. You'll get a personal message. Um, you can also choose to get a, a chapter sent to you, so she will yes. do that. And then go to amazon.com on November 11th and buy that book because I yes. can tell you it's going to be amazing. She is amazing. Watch out for this woman. We love her. Watch out. All right. We love you, honey. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. All right. Talk to you soon. Tiana Isaac, everybody. Bye.